For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Accelerating your fandom. This is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the hit CW show, The Flash, brought to you by TV Talk, the official podcast of TV Talk. Dot FM. I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. Bell. Man, how are you doing tonight? I, I, we're back. We are, and it's the end of the world as we know it. And I feel fine, man. We've got a great episode to talk about this week. And of course, we are only able to do it because of our amazing supporters at patreon.com slash TV talk. If you would like to learn more how you can help support this show, that is the place to do it. Again, that is patreon.com slash TV talk. Bell, you are right. We are back. It is well, <laughs> I'm about to jump into the rundown before I'm ready to jump into the rundown, but it, but we are we are very much back. Season eight, ladies and gentlemen, I am so eager to dive in. Are you eager to dive in? Well, let's do it. All right, man, let's jump into the rundown. The, the rundown. rundown. <laughs> Episode one of season eight, Armageddon, part one, directed by Eric Dean Seaton and story by Eric Wallace. Bell, what happened this episode? Well, six months later, when a powerful alien threat arrives on Earth under mysterious circumstances, Barry, Iris, and the rest of the team are pushed to their limits in a desperate, get it, battle to save the world. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I did not get it until you pointed it out. <laughs> oh, man. I, I couldn't decide between desperate, get it, or a Despero battle. Uh huh. I think the first one was best. No, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's and it's good that we addressed it and you went through your other options because that definitely makes it even funnier. Oh, uh, yeah. Y'all, it's a fresh start this season, man. Like this episode, everything about it uh, really felt like a almost like a like a relaunch, like a like a we are coming out of the gate swinging. We're kind of reintroducing everybody to all these characters as they are getting to whole new levels. And I think that was a big theme of this episode as a whole. Uh, not so subtly leveling up. Uh, <laughs> That being said, man, it did feel like they were reintroducing us to the Flash. And I got to tell you, there is no better time to do this. It makes sense. We're talking about a crossover event for the next several episodes that, while yes, the beginning of Flash Season 8 also kind of stands as the crossover event for the DC TV universe uh, for this season. But I got to tell you, I, I, I don't. I, I, I'm so grateful. I am so grateful that this is how we are starting this season because it feels right. It feels fresh. And I am excited for this season of the flash. I just want to get that out the way out the gate, man. Overall, what were you thinking about this episode? Yeah. You know, it, it was, it was cool to see this flash, like the flash in the comics, right? Like confident, you know, mm -hmm. um, yes. a, a leader, like a real leader, and leveled up, you know, he, he he's not struggling to find way like he he's he is at his peak. And that's so cool to see after seven seasons. We finally, you know, get that flash. <laughs> yeah. And it's not just the flash. I mean, all of the characters are really on another level. You know, this time jump of six months, obviously a lot has happened. 
and I'm really grateful for it. Uh, in many respects, it feels very similar to, man, what was it? I think it was after season two of Black Sails. That's a show I hope that we cover on TV Talk at some point. And so not to, not to spoil anything, but suffice to say, after season two of Black Sails, there's a bit of a cliffhanger that leaves you thinking that they might come back in season three rehashing a lot of stuff they've already rehashed. But when you come back to season three, you find out like, oh, well, you know what? All of that stuff happened and now it's a different world and the story is much more interesting. And you kind of you kind of appreciate that. Sometimes you're frustrated things happen off camera. Sometimes you're grateful. And I think a lot of this, a lot of kind of the way in which we see the layout of Central City, the way in which you see the layout of Team Flash, uh, some stuff has happened off camera and I am grateful for it because I like these version of these characters. And Bell, just like you said, we are dealing with more comic accurate versions of these characters in ways that I think is going to make for a really fun season eight and a really fun future for this series. You want to know what didn't change? What didn't change, Bell? The roof of Star Labs. No. <laughs> you know what? That is that is a good point, man. You think of all the leveling up that has occurred, and yet no one, no one has thought to hire a contractor for Star Labs. <laughs> I mean, the water damage alone yeah. it has to be just horrible. Had a whole dang crisis, and that, that roof is still still in shambles. But yeah, man, no, it's. I think it's going to be like that until the end of the season. I hope like last episode of the series, man. That's what I want for the season finale. Is like they come home, the, or they come back to Star Labs. The roof is patched, and it's McSnurdle up there just winking at the camera. Like, yeah, <laughs> here I was, and this is what I've been doing, and that's why it took so long. All right, Bell, <laughs> let's jump into this. There's some things I want to uh, kind of address. First of all, the Royal Straight Gang is back. Yes, uh, we hadn't seen them in a long time. Uh, you you got to call me out here, man. I called them the Royal Straight Gang. That's not obviously that's obviously not their name. Well, well yeah, it's the Royal Flush Gang. Yeah, but okay, so here's my thing, and this is what I love because I've got such like nitpicky, like the tiniest things to poke at this episode, and this is certainly one of them. It is the Royal Flush Gang. But if you look at all of their costumes, they're oh, all they're different, different suits. suits. That's right. Because she <laughs> she was the queen of diamonds. I want to say, I don't remember. One of what, them was heart. One of them was diamond. One of them was club. And one of them was spade. Like all of them were from different suits. And I was just kind of looking at it. And I'm like, was this the case? They were not this branded, I don't believe, when they first showed up early on in the series, right? I, I think they just went by like, you know, Jack, King, Queen, and 10 right and I, yeah i don't recall them having suits like on their on their i, I mean i could be wrong i could be wrong but yeah it's kind of weird to call yourself the royal flush gang and then you know design your <laughs> costumes to not be a royal flush it's a royal straight i was i was waiting for like barry or somebody to make the comment because what this is what makes up for it man they are the most punny villains that we've had in a long time and i am a hundred percent here for it i loved every single cheese filled cheese stuffed cheese fried line that came from these villains man we read your head and then you stacked the deck <laughs> you know <laughs> i yeah, know when to hold them a, you know <laughs> he's just grinning on him and just like you know just playing along with it i loved it man i loved i loved the royal uh royal flush gang and it, my only little poke is that it's like guys come on you you you're clearly committed to the bit why did nobody <laughs> <laughs> They just couldn't agree on which uh, suit, I guess, you know? Yeah, yeah, you know. I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe like they were out of patches in the same suit, and so they just... <laughs> well, sometimes, Bell, when you're dealt a hand uh, and the card flips and the river turns, then you put your chips on the table, but what you bet is not what you receive. For when the deck is stacked and the car, the house of cards falls then you'll cash out and bet big card pun. <laughs> look, <laughs> look when, when, you're, when you're the costume designing agency or, or uh, costume designing department on one of these TV shows, you got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. Oh, there them. it so, is. Okay, yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Well, they fold them a lot. They fold all the, the costumes, I'm sure. Very well, very well pressed. Yeah. Um, Bell, uh, it's, it's a minor thing. And honestly, I just hope that when they show up again, and I mean, they please, please bring back the Royal Flesh Gang because I... I love the puns. I love the puns. I love the puns. And uh, I, I'm, I'm here for it. Uh, but let's let somebody's got to make like comments about the fact that <laughs> it should be called the Royal Straight Gang. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, all right. Yes. So that was fun in that sequence, by the way, talking about level up. We got a chance to see Barry go full on Quicksilver. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, you know, it, it's one of those things where. 
Uh, you run into this problem in superhero shows where when your heroes do level up and there is, you know, a clear usage of powers in the season finale that like doesn't transfer over into the next season. And I think Flash Time has been one of those things where it's like, mm-hmm. yes, you know, he's he, he's basically a god, right? He can he can move so fast that everyone else is, is essentially at a standstill. I'm so glad they put that in there because I'm like, that's how most if not all of Flash's interactions with most villains should go down. I agree. I, you know, it's, it's an interesting power set that, you know, over eight seasons or over seven seasons and now coming into eight has been a difficult one for writing teams to manage because when you have so many different people writing for this character, the, you know, the way in which he uses his powers or what his power level is can come across as really, really inconsistent. And it's not just a character of this level. I mean, if you think about most superhero television shows where you're dealing with a hero who does have some kind of super ability, it can be a little inconsistent. Even Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which I mean, in, in many respects could be art, you know, between Buffy and Smallville, I think you have kind of the gold standards. Even even in both those shows, there were times where, you know, Buffy would do something that you're like, wait, she could do that? She has that kind of strength? Well, why hasn't she used that before? You know, like... Yeah, uh, like, I we, we just, uh, we've been rewatching that, you know, and, and uh, the... I think I don't remember which season it was the one with Adam and like right. they, they, they form yes. like the super Buffy and it's like, okay, well, will the super Buffy not help you kill Gloria? We hadn't finished that season yet. So no spoilers. Yeah. Um, oh, oh uh, <laughs> wait, do you know, do you know who Gloria is? I don't, I don't, uh, uh, yeah, I think we just watched that episode where like they said, she's a God, but, but do you, oh, so you don't know who Gloria is. I don't know who Gloria is yet. Bell doesn't know who Gloria is y'all. <laughs> so everybody knows who knows who Gloria is. Is like you're doing it. I'm doing it in my head right now. Bell's he's not there yet. That's fun, man. I'm I'm gonna look forward to some Buffy TV talk. Uh, like, is, should I know before then, or is this one of those things where it's like? Well, I'll put it this way: it's been so long since I've watched the series, I can't remember when that whole like element of the story gets introduced. And then, but basically, once it happens, there'll be something that also happens, and then you'll just start texting me this thing, kind of like um you know, all your base are belong to us type situation. Okay. Yeah. Cause yeah, like yeah. Gloria's or Gloria's a God and I don't know anything beyond that. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So, ah, no spoilers. <laughs> Buffy TV talk. There you go. Back, but back to the flash, man, back to the flash, uh, the show that we are covering at the moment here. Yeah. It can be, it can be a struggle because you do have to kind of manage that power set. And that is something that I think is going to be a challenge. And even in this episode, you could kind of see that that challenge. Because obviously, when he's going up against the Royal Flush Gang, he's on this whole other level. And then when Despero shows up, you're like, eh, he seems like, why are you kind of just pacing? Like, why are you just running around him? But I would, I would have day, loved to have seen a scene like we got in uh, Justice League where, you know, mm-hmm. he's trying to run around him. And then Despero is like tracking him with his eyes and Barry notices it. Ooh. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. that would have been really cool because that immediately illustrates to the audience that this dude is is on an, is on is on a uh, you know the same level or like another level than the flash. Right. Well, so, okay, so this is the thing though. This I guess this is my point. It's a challenge for television. Like movies have the benefit of only having like an hour, an hour, half, two hours with these characters to kind of like showcase. Okay, this is something really cool they can do, and this is something really cool that they did. But when you've got like you know like thirty hours of television that you're going to spend with this character, that can be a challenge to manage. So anyway, I just want to point out, like, I love how they picked up after the end of last season where we saw Barry talking about how he's gotten better, he's gotten faster. And I love that we're not picking up with like, oh, Barry, you just, you got to get faster. It's like, no, we actually see him on this whole other level. Speaking of on a whole nother level, we see a lot of these characters have have leveled up. Iris, the CCC, is at an entirely new level. Uh, it is now more of a media company that is coming together. She is a podcaster, and you know you've made it when you become a podcaster. But I do, you know, <laughs> it has to be addressed. Iris uh, and Kramer, you've got to get a little bit closer to the mic, okay? you got to get a little bit closer to the mic. It's going to be easier for your editor if you're closer to the mic. They're going to have to crank you up and clean up the room <laughs> noise like crazy. Uh, no, 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 bo, bo, bo. It's, per- it's perfectly fine to be that far away if you want your podcast to sound like this. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's, that's perfectly fine. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, Mike sorry, is, Mike. I, our editor, Mike, right now is, like, pulling his hair out. Like, no, absolutely yeah. not. We're not going to do that. To him. <laughs> but, I mean, be like, like, like this, this, this is Iris mode? No, yeah. Uh-huh. 
And, and and this is professional podcasting. This is professional mode. podcasting mode. That's right. <laughs> so this, this is what you got. But hey, you know what? They, they did. They didn't have the the number one rated Flash podcast. Uh, uh, they they didn't consult us to to learn how to properly. You know. You know what it was? Iris heard that Flash TV Talk was dropping the Flash and going to TV Talk. She saw the vacuum in the marketplace. She was like, "Well, I'm going to have the number one Flash podcast now." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, literally. <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, man. But I love it. I love uh, actually seeing CCC. You know, not kind of in a drafty kind of warehouse situation, which is kind of that startup, you know, kind of next level. And that's a big, big moment. When I first opened up my studio in abandoned building, I've I've, I've been there. You know, that's great. But go on to the abandoned co- building TV talk. Yes. Now, now we're in the TV talk uh, <laughs> campus of the future. <laughs> no, I love I love the new location. I love the energy. I love the team. I love the staff. I love seeing Iris in kind of this boss role, man. Like, you know, we've seen her as kind of that team leader for team flash. And I know there's been such a desire from fans of her character and of the, the comic book character to really see her, see her on a whole new journalistic level. And I think this feels right. I think instead of kind of just going with ACE reporter or something of that nature, which was fine. And occasionally when, when utilized, I think this kind of takes everything that we've known of this Iris on this earth, in this show, in this universe, and really brings her to kind of that quintessential Iris role. And I'm excited for it, man. This is actually a a citizen that seems much more interesting to me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's also interesting to me how uh, I feel a lot like Allegra right now. I was going to say, man, as soon as like she like put Allegra in charge and she was pointing like, I have no management experience. I've never done this before. Everybody around me is more qualified. I'm sitting back and I'm thinking like, I bet Bell really connects with Allegra right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we haven't talked about this, but you recently got promoted. Uh, so, well, well, yeah. So I recently got promoted to a senior and then maybe two, three weeks after that, my manager quit. And so they needed they needed somebody to come up and lead the team. Right. And since I, you know, I had a lot of experience on the team, just got promoted to senior. They're like, do you want the job? And I was like, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah, super interesting. Um, it's a little little but, bit of kindred with uh, with the Lego right now, except you don't you're, yeah. you don't have the ability to go super saiyan. Like, like, yeah, like normally I might be like, eh, whatever, this, this storyline, I don't really care. But I'm like, oh, this is interesting. I I, uh, I have a personal connection to this. <laughs> it's, it is interesting, man. And I think it's it it, it won't be relatable for everybody. But I, I certainly relate it with this storyline as well. Because um, I remember the first time that I was ever promoted into management, like my team was not happy that I got promoted. Some of them were at the location longer. Others felt they were more qualified. And, you know, honestly, there's probably an argument to be made that they were more qualified than I was going into this. But the company I was working for saw potential in me and wanted to put me in that position to kind of test that theory that I was ready for, you know, for that management experience. Now, on the flip side, I've also been on the other side where I've been part of a team where someone was promoted over me that was not nearly as experienced as I didn't have as much time on the team. And like, you know, I was like, huh, this is really interesting. And when you're in that role, you can either be bitter about it and frustrated, or you can say, like, I've actually been here before. In fact, most people who've got, gone into management have been here before. Everybody's first management gig is like this. And so I can actually help make it easier by getting behind them and being supportive as opposed to challenging them or, you know, like steam, you know, completely like, you know, steamrolling them like, like essentially the Allegra's team did at first. Yeah. So, yeah, that was that was neat. It was, it was kind of interesting to, to have a personal connection to that storyline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, and then we've got Ray, who uh, who's also in kind of this leveling transition, right? He's still grinding his XP, uh, trying to get to that next level. Doesn't quite know what he wants to do. Uh, Ray, of course, uh, haven't seen him in quite some time here on The Flash, but you've shared with us in the past uh, his journey on Legends and kind of where we find him. I, I was a little... I was a little perturbed with Ray this episode. I'm not going to I'm not going to lie. Yeah, how so? Well, so I'm with Chester. Like Chester like get, you know, he's so excited. He's got, you know, uh Ray Palmer here and you know, Chester's geeking out over everybody and everything, but now it's like, oh, it's like tech hero and he gets all these kids with their startup and Ray's looking at these kids like, man, I don't care about these kids. I'm just trying to figure out my life. Like and they're already like pitch their <laughs> ideas and everything else. And I was sitting there thinking like, you know, okay, and you'll have to correct me, but He's broke, right? Like he's no longer Palmer Tech money anymore, right? Well, I mean, I don't know. But, uh, 
he was a legend and they never really brought it up then. But like, I, I, you would assume that, you know, whatever happened to Palmer tech, he's got money from that because obviously he's opening up this, you know, uh, foundation to, to help these kids. So, I mean, I assume he's got some money now. Yeah. But like, he's like crashing at Barry and Iris's place. No, that was because he couldn't get a hotel room. They were all booked up. I mean, if you've got like Palmer money, you'd think you'd be able to get a hotel room. Yeah, but I mean, who wants to like not stay at the hotel next to the convention center? Uh, well, that's true. You remember? Well, but I guess. <laughs> well, I, how, how close to Barry does Barry and Iris live to the convention center? Yeah, you know? but even for like, South by, as you recall, I was like sleeping on your couch for a couple nights, and then I was able to get a hotel at the <laughs> that was at the convention <laughs> yeah. center. Okay, yeah. So, so, so hold on here. Why are you criticizing him when you've done exactly the same thing? <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> that is a very fair point. You've literally done exactly the same thing. <laughs> I still got a hotel eventually. Anyway, point is that um, yeah, that's fair. If anybody should should complain about Ray, it's me because he's doing what you did to me. <laughs> I know you and Vinny were you and your roommate were just kind of looking at you were making hey we need to make a baby eyes uh, at each other and I was like hey guys how's it going and, uh, and but of course in this scenario the baby eyes was video games obviously. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You're sleeping on our video game couch. I crashed on y'all's video game couch. Uh, all right. Yes. So um, Ray is kind of in this transition stage. Uh, I was I was really man. I felt for those kids like they're just all like giddy and they're thinking like he's got Palmer money because we don't know if he's got Palmer money, but those kids think he's got Palmer money. And he's just like, <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm just I don't even know if I want to do a tech company right now. I'm like, you could at least hear their pitches. You could at least give them feedback. Yeah, yeah. But no, he decided to uh, uh, encompass the, the the Michael Jordan meme of F them kids. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> right, man. That's exactly who he was this episode. But it was great to see him back. Love the the allusion to the fact that, um, you know, he can shrink things and yet he brings his his whole wardrobe along with him on this uh, on this trip. I really dug kind of the dynamic between him and Chester. There was a lot of kind of, um, I mean, they're very different characters and they're at very different places in kind of their career and in terms of their, I guess, uh, superhero world experience. But at the same time, you know, it, it was nice. It was nice to see Ray, uh, you know, setting up the foundation, naming it after Chester's dad. It was, it was kind of a sweet little send off. And I'm curious, do you think that we are done with him? Was was this his kind of contribution to this crossover, or do you think we'll actually see him again? I think we'll see him again because uh, Ryan Choi is going to be in the crossover. See, that's the only reason why I think I'm gonna, we're going to see him again, too, because otherwise I would think not. Because that whole, like, his whole, like, long stare at Barry when, like, the elevator was closing seemed like a send-off moment. I mean, it kind of did, but I don't know. Speaking of which, his advice to Barry, while it did prove successful, <laughs> I was like, did did Ray just tell Barry to do the Care Bear stare? He's <laughs> like, you know, Barry, you'll never defeat him the normal way. If you want to defeat him, you have to show him who you really are. I'm like, oh, no, no. He, he should have been like, Barry should have been like, um, dude, that's like what I did to beat all my villains last yeah, season. Yeah, I did that all last season and people hated that season. <laughs> <laughs> i mean it worked it was very social distance safe for sure <laughs> yeah yeah but um not not as interesting to work although it, it, you know it worked i think it worked especially for the story that we had here man i want to yeah. make mention of this kramer returns uh, pseudo surprisingly i guess we knew that she was coming back but i was thinking as i was watching her a much better use of the character in this kind of uh role and the dynamic with her being kind of barry's boss I, i'm I'm much more interested to seeing this Kramer, but I realized something as you know, she's dealing with whole, you know, discovering she's a meta and like how she used to hate metas and bell all last season, all last season, all we wanted was Kramer versus Kramer. But, but what we didn't realize bell was that the entire time it was Kramer versus Kramer because it was Kramer versus herself. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Right, right. Going meta with it. Yeah, yes, I'm going. Get it? Getting what? Going meta with the meta commentary. <laughs> <laughs> More great TV talk up in just a few minutes. But first, we got to pay a few bills. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat. 
Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket. Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Anyway, what did you think about her as kind of Barry's new boss? I, I think it's going to be interesting because obviously she's going to get super speed at some point and be like, huh. And and it's going to be one of the, like, <laughs> again, again, the, the people who uh, would benefit from knowing Barry is a meta, it would benefit both him and, and you know, the other person. Kramer would be one of those people, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, She You know, she's in law enforcement. She can, you know, vouch for him when, when things pop up and stuff like that. And what does he do? He, he uh, freaking unmasks himself in front of the villain again. <laughs> Barry is is so keen to share his secret with everyone except the people who need to know it the most. Yeah, <laughs> and I think Kramer is one of those people. I think uh, I think at this point she can be trusted. Uh, I don't know, man. She's she's kind of fresh into this whole new like down with you know the meta cause. He met Despero, a man who came from the future to kill him, an alien. And, well, we'll talk and, about and, that. And, but yeah, an alien yeah, yeah. who came from the future to kill him, and he was unmasked within. 15 minutes. Kramer of, has of, to try to kill him, man. He waits until you're trying to kill him or kill somebody else, and then he unmasks. That's when he unmasks. I, you know, I just, I just think it's a bad idea of showing all of your villains who you are. She already cares, man. She doesn't need the Care Bear stare. She already cares. It's just... It's just you know, the reason he wears the mask is to protect the people that he loves, and then the only people he takes it off for are the people who are trying to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny, because it's true. Uh, yeah, 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 no, it was, uh, it was good. You know, so that's the thing. I, I I love how we're setting up the stage in this first episode, not just for this big crossover event, but for the kind of the series as a whole, we even kind of have some allusions to, uh, you know, future plot lines that are seeded throughout. For example, uh, we know that the kids will be coming back, that they have been coming back and forth from the future to the present. Very curious as to the reason why. Uh, why this time? Why is it, you know, at this place that they keep on popping up? I did think it was funny because when Ray knocked on the door, when Barry and Iris were trying to, uh, you know, uh, get with the baby making, uh, <laughs> I thought it'd be really funny if it was actually one of the kids and they like knock, knock, knock. Hey, mom. And then they just immediately disappeared because... <laughs> Did the Back to the Future thing where like their hand starts to disappear and they're like, "Oh crap, I gotta go." Yeah, and, I was like, yeah. "Oh snap, that was to oh!" And they, <laughs> like dust away, man, just dust away. Or they just get younger by like you know six months. Oh wow, <laughs> <laughs> that's not how bio. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We've already had that conversation. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, uh, no, if, he, if he pushes back the date of his conception, then he'd be younger when he comes back from the future. But genetically speaking, man, it's you got. Okay, so there's a there's a flower and there's a bee, all right? And then there's lots of bees that are trying to get to the flower, okay? And then but like the flower's only there and then another flower comes along and then there's different bees at that point. You know, I'm just saying that <laughs> different flowers and bees. <laughs> you know what? I, I think we should just move on. Uh time sickness. Uh Iris still has a time sickness. It's apparently manageable at least for the moment, but something tells me that's being mentioned cuz it'll come up again. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's going to be probably the big the big plot line for uh, after Armageddon. I, at least hopefully for for a part of the season. It does need to be addressed and based on how this, you know, how things are being laid out, I'm excited. You can tell in the way in which all of these characters are being presented and even just the world of the Flash is being kind of reintroduced 
the the creative team behind season eight knows where they're at and what they need to do. That's encouraging to me. I'm excited to see where this season goes. And I'm excited because of the use of the characters, even in this episode. I've been thinking a lot about this belt because, you know, we had like, a, you know, like Cecile. Cecile was in this episode. She's using her powers. She's kind of sensing what's going on with other characters. She's, you know, because of her mental abilities, she's also able to validate because they're going up against a psychic villain. She's able to kind of not necessarily counteract that, but also kind of validate that there's not kind of some head messiness going on or anything like that. So all of these characters are playing a role. You know, the last couple of weeks, we have covered several movies on this podcast, and I have expressed my frustration with certain of these movies. For example, Dune and Eternals. Now, I'm not about to spoil <laughs> those two movies or anything of that nature, so don't, no need to, to switch off. But my major frustration with both of those movies is that they've got too many characters without enough time to shine. And with Eternals, really more so than Dune, equal weight is trying, like it, it, the movie is trying to carry a lot of these characters in then kind of like equal leading role capacity. And that kind of breaks. Now, a couple of days ago, man, I watched another movie. I don't know if you've seen it yet. The Harder They Fall on Netflix. Have you seen it? Mm, no. Fantastic film. It's got, uh, I, was it Jonathan, Ma or uh, is it Jonathan Majors who played uh, Kang or He Who Remains on Loki? And he's going to be a Kang in uh, 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 Ant-Man coming up. Uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. No, it's not Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> uh, no, but he's in it. And then also uh, Idris, Idris Elba. It's, it's a fantastic cast. It's a large cast, an ensemble cast. And you have like all of these different characters with all of their different motivations but it is done so in a very Captain America Civil War kind of way in many respects because you have kind of your central character who has a central mission and all of these other characters stand to either like, you know, add into that mission, kind of support the mission or stand against it. And that is when an ensemble cast really gets a chance to shine is when you have a clear kind of like, you know, protagonist and a really awesome developed supporting cast that is treated like a supporting cast and not like they're all supposed to be the main characters in this film. And I think that the flash and a lot of television shows in the modern age has struggled with this because there's been a desire to have more ensemble casts to really lift up, you know, a lot of different characters and not just have it all be about one centralized character. But the reality is the story in which you're following does need to latch on to one centralized character where all of the other characters can really shine in how they either support or fight against that main narrative. And, you know, we see a couple of different stories kind of going on in this episode for sure. But I feel like if you like hold up the Eternals and the harder they fall as two of these films with ensemble casts that are attempting something similar, but one falls flat and the other like succeed. That's what the flash needs to do. It needs to focus on the flash. And I have a feeling, man, and maybe I'm wrong. I could be proven wrong. But I feel like in season eight, after a lot of the criticism, after a lot of the feedback that came out of season seven, I think we're primed and ready with a creative team that knows what they're doing, knows what they need to do, and knows that they need to latch back onto the Flash and his story. And by allowing these characters to get behind that central quest, that central narrative, it will allow them to shine in such a better way. Treat the supporting characters like supporting characters. Not just like, you know, to be cast out to the side, but to be developed in supporting character roles and they will become far more interesting and far better developed and, you know, have that time to shine. So anyway, it's just my little soapbox that I want to get on because, you know, we've <laughs> you've been bashing me for, for some of the movies that we covered. And I did just recently see a movie that I was like, no, this, this right here, this is how you do an ensemble cast. So there you go. The harder they fall. That's my pitch for that movie while also... <laughs> addressing my concerns and hopes for this season of the flash i want to watch that movie and i'm gonna just make myself not like it no no you can't it's so good it's a really good movie <laughs> like it's just it's just good it's a, it's a simple western film but it's just it's fun it's it's quentin tarantino-esque it's it's wonderful see it all right before we jump into uh despero want to make mention of one other thing caitlin snow also in this episode Bell, before we dive into some speculation here, any other thoughts on this episode? Yes, absolutely. I, I don't know why you didn't mention it, but Ray Palmer ripped his shirt open like Superman, and he totally should have had a Superman undershirt on underneath that. <laughs> 
Why? I mean, like as a super fan type situation. Yeah. I mean, he lives in a universe with Superman. Like, why can't you wear a Superman undershirt and then him like rip it off and wink to the camera and be like, you know, something like, I mean, come on, come on, come on. If he's going mean, to rip the shirt off as an homage, he can at least have a Superman T-shirt on underneath it. I, I, I mean, I think that's fine, but I would have rather him had his like. I mean, we, we talked about it in our speculator like in the um, in kind of our lead up episode where we talked about the news, the news flash episode that it's kind of tricky for him to have his own suit underneath. So, sure, I suppose. Yeah. Having a Superman suit <laughs> shirt would be fun. <laughs> I mean, we're not going to do that. That's too confusing. All right. But Despero, man, we need to talk about Despero. And that is going to bring us to Speedster Speculation. OK, Despero, man. First, let me just start it off this way. What? is despero he is an alien is he though that like he was referred to in this episode as alien now okay that you know uh, maybe we, we should address the fact that comic book despero is an alien yes well okay so first off i want to say this though did i not say that he was because we, we were talking about it in our in our speculation episode about uh like when the trailer came out about like why he wasn't you know big and and had his fin and his third eye and stuff and i think i was saying that he was like using some technology to like blend in with humans and i think i called that but i mean it's kind of obvious to begin mm, with interesting maybe yeah, yeah, it's yeah. obvious to me at least um i'm sure it's i mean that was that was a safe bet it was a safe bet but even then you're kind of you know that's not necessarily been confirmed we know that he is using advanced technology is it to blend in with humans or is it that he is human and the technology is what activates some sort of like alien gene? When we first see him, it is his shadow and he, he is in his alien form. Yes. And then the shadow morphs down into the human form. Yes. So I'm thinking that that is his original form. Okay. All right. No, I mean, like, I think that's a safe bet. Here, all right. They, they, well, the thing that, the thing that throws me off is is, is you know he's going to destroy their planet. No, he says our planet. Oh, sorry. Our, yeah, our yeah. There, as in like Barry and and Despero's planet. But right. Yeah, he's going to. Yeah, he says you're going to destroy our planet. Like, not my planet, not your planet, our planet. Yeah. Like. Yeah. 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 So. so all right, I've I've got theories, but I'm curious as to like at this stage of the game because clearly they're taking Despero in a different route. Like I think that's safe to say we're dealing with a very different Despero. He looks comic book accurate, which by the way, I mean that CGI was fantastic. I thought it looked pretty good. It was it is light years of like Fuerza. You remember Fuerza? Yeah, Fuerza was 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 not pretty good. No, they they developed Fuerza on like Windows Five, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> There's no such thing as Windows Five. <laughs> was it not windows 5 there's windows 3.1 and then windows 95 N- 95 windows... that's what i was trying to think of they developed yeah, yeah. Windows on windows 95 <laughs> <laughs> no but no like this like we're we're leagues ahead man yeah yeah he looked good um and and, and like i was sitting there i was like okay when he was in when we first saw him in, in alien form i was like okay we're, well he's still missing the third eye then i saw his forehead and i was like his forehead mm-hmm. looks interesting i bet his, his third eye is going to open up from there and sure enough it did uh but only when he uses that power which is interesting yeah yeah just bro in fully woke form boom bah, third eye open yeah no that was, <laughs> that was great but no i, I thought overall the the CGI looked incredible. I thought he looked menacing. I thought he looked legitimately there. You could tell that they they again they knew they had to get this right, and y- you feel it. I think it, it it's proven. You know, the proof is in the pudding, so to speak. But what is Despero? Bell, what is Despero? Is he human? Is he alien? What is he? I mean, maybe he's like a refugee who came to Earth, Superman esque. Yeah, and and like he came to Earth because his planet was ruined or destroyed or whatever, and he came to Earth and he was like, "Cool, I'm gonna hang out here." Because you know the 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 in Supergirl, you know they have alien refugees all over Earth, and so maybe he heard okay. about that. Okay, He's like, yeah. uh-huh. I was like, yeah, I'll, "I'll come, I'll come hang out on Earth. That'll be cool." And yeah, maybe that's maybe that's what it is. And so he's like, "Cool, this is my planet now. This is awesome." Oh no, Flash blows it up in thirty years or ten. 10 years. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that line, that our planet line is what throws me off. And they even address it too. Like, I think, I can't remember if it was Iris or Barry, but some, somebody mentioned like, what did he mean by our planet? Yeah. Maybe. Cause if he was there to like conquer it, he wouldn't say our planet. Mm, unless he did conquer it. Ooh. What if we're dealing with an Armageddon that he, okay. All right. Now, hang on. I was going to go in a different direction with my speculation, but that's an interesting concept. What if in the future, 
let's say, what are we dealing with? Five years in the future? What was the math on that? Uh, it was 2031. Okay. So let's say in 2029, Despero comes to the planet and conquers it. And Barry is trying to fight him. And in the desperation, maybe like Despero does something to Barry, which destroys the planet. No, because he wouldn't say our planet. He'd say my planet. Ooh, that's a good point. Okay, that's fair. Yes. So that, that's why it doesn't make any sense. If he came to conquer, he'd say my planet. You destroy my planet. Mm. And then that would make Barry think, I, I've never been to space. Like, when, when am I going to go to you destroy your planet? And it's actually, Despero's talking about he conquered Earth, and then Barry, in defeating him, destroyed it or something like that. Well, maybe maybe he's like Poe Dameron and Dune. He's like, you know, I'm, I'm a much better colonist than those last colonists. Maybe... <laughs> <laughs> He came to Earth to uh, he wants to he wants to co-manage Earth with everybody. That's there. <laughs> Look, he's trying to cultivate desert power. Uh huh. He's trying. Well, that's what I'm saying. He's trying to cultivate Earth power. That's what he wants. Yeah. yeah, our planet by your powers combined. He's he's here. From, he's he's the new Captain Planet. Is what he is. All right. Or, that, I don't know. That's not that's not it. Yeah, or maybe Barry like teams up with him to rule or something like no, that. No, all right, all right. Crazy. That's way like, out of the field. No, no way. No way. Yeah. Right. Okay, here's my theory. I'm thinking that because all right, so if you look at the 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 whole design of him, it's really well done and very specific. But that eye man is very different from his other eyes. Now you could chop that up to the fact that we are dealing with while really quality CGI, still CW television CGI. That being said, like that eye was all over the place. I'm wondering if Despero here on the flash is more akin to like venom. Like he's some sort of like, he has some sort of symbiotic relationship with the human of earth. And that I is the real Despero and the whole, like, you know, him kind of morphing into this like beast of a thing is him merging with the Despero alien. Like there's actually a, a human that's wearing a Despero suit, if you will. No, I, I like that because our it's kind of like the royal we. He's he's not saying mm. our as in me and Barry. He's saying our as in my human and my alien oh, counterpart. Dang. There you go. Wow. Like he, like he's got a starro on his face or something. Yeah. So I thought I was thinking starro, man. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that would make sense if he was referring to himself and his parasite as two separate entities and referring to it as our. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he's referring to other members of his species. I mean, don't get me wrong. He, he could still be referring to him and Barry. I don't know. I just think that, the, that, and I mean, again, this is a major departure of the comics. This is not the Despero narrative of the comics. But I just wonder if that's what we're seeing, that maybe, you know, Despero is existing in some sort of parasitic way with a human uh, from Earth. So... By the way, this actor, I forget his name, but he did a fantastic job. I loved him as Despero. Oh, yeah, he's really good. And I love that they kept his beard in Despero form. I thought that was super cool. <laughs> that was great. I, it, I loved that. It somehow like made him more menacing. I, like It made it more real. I thought that was wonderful. Yeah, you don't want no baby-faced Despero running around. <laughs> yeah, that was very well done. I'm, I'm excited, man. I think, I think we are set up here for a really, really great crossover event. I think Despero is a really great villain for this. If we trade out, like if we're if, if the idea is like every single episode we're gonna have like you know, uh you know like the next episode maybe is the Black Lightning and the next episode after that is the Batwoman and the next episode after that is, you know whomever. Oh by the way, there were some great moments and nods throughout to other characters as well. Got to make mention of this when Barry gets shrunk by Adam and then comes back up and he's like, oh that's how Dickel feels. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was great. That was that was awesome. That was awesome. Loved that. Also loved a lot of the visual callbacks that they did to things last season, even things in this episode. I thought worked really well. You know, again, it, it kind of reorients the audience and especially speaks to those that might be experiencing the flash for the first time, which by the way, if that's you, uh, welcome. And uh, uh, yeah, stay tuned. You'll be able to enjoy the entire crossover with us here at the TV talk podcast. And we're glad that you're here. What else, man? Any, any other kind of uh, little things before we uh, close it all down? Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. Cause like, I, I don't think Despero shows up until like, you know, almost two thirds of the way through the episode. Which well, he's in the first scene. Well, yeah, I mean, shows up for like you know, in 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 our time to 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 fight the Flash. You know, which which I thought was really interesting. I, it, it was it was cool to me that they spent a lot of time showing us the the whole level up thing, right? Like, I mean, they said it like five thousand times in the episode. It was <laughs> it was cool to kind of for them to give the thing like with the, with the train uh, rescue. 
with the the Flash Time, with the Royal Straight Gang, you know, all of that kind of stuff, just to sort of bring us up to speed, if you will, with how much more powerful Barry has become and to really set the stage for how much of a throwdown this is going to be with Despero. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought I thought that was really, really neat. I was kind of sad that we didn't see Speed Force lightsabers because I thought that's kind of, you know, like, uh, we, you know, we, we were talking about, like, you know, having tools in your arsenal uh-huh. on, a, on a season finale. They're not seeing him again. And then he, we don't see we don't see Speed Force lightsabers. So, you know. OK. I, all right. I, for, for for my money, I would love to see a return of Speed Force lightsabers. I was here for that. I thought that was great. But I also fully recognize that there were a lot of Flash fans that that, that did not resonate with. And like I said, I think we're dealing with a creative team that is not going to go back to the well of things they know there's kind of pushback for in the fan community. Um, They're not even going back to the wells. Oh! Except they are, though. Except I know. Except yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, they are. But I, I would love <laughs> to see the lightsabers come back. I liked the Speed Force lightsabers. And I, you know, if y'all, if y'all hated on that, that's fine. But I loved that. I thought that was great. I would love to see that in a special episode where it's the Flash, but it takes place in like feudal Japan. <laughs> and the Flash is a Ronin and he has a Speed Force katana. Yo, <laughs> like, yeah, why man, am I not writing great. for this show? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Probably because of that pitch right there. That oh, is- come on. <laughs> Hey, they did it in Star Wars. They in in um, Legends or or uh, whatever. Um, yeah. yeah, Star Wars or was it Vision? Oh, Visions, 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 Visions. Yes, yeah, and that was like the coolest episode. Yeah, I I I, I have not seen Visions yet. I need to. Visions. Need I, to I, haven't, I haven't I haven't finished all of them, but I, I've seen like the first four or five. Okay, L- little Star Wars TV talk. Visions, Visions edition. Yeah, some some shows become talked about. Some talked about <laughs> things become shows. <laughs> We'll do it, man. Yes. I think that sounds great. All right. So other than the lightsabers not making a comeback, anything else? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't, I, I honestly, I don't want them to come back, but I'd like to, I'd like for somebody to be like, Barry, why don't you use your Speed Force lightsaber? He's like, nah, that's stupid. No. <laughs> See, we, we are a podcast divided. I love the lightsabers. I, I how dare you? <laughs> it's it, like, I, I, it was one of those things where I, I, I just had a, I had a really strong feeling that it was going to be one of those things we never saw come back again. And, and we didn't. I'm glad we saw these other things come back. Like, like, like Flash, like Flash Time's iconic now. We can't not oh, have yeah, Flash yeah, Time. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and like, you know, this is, this is a prime example of what I was talking about how like you know we, we have we have characters level up and then you never see them use that that extent of their power ever again and speed force lightsabers I think is one of those things I I I, I mean I thought it was kind of I, eh, I don't know it was like it it was cool but it just did not fit so there's something weird about it um so I don't know maybe maybe we'll see it maybe we won't but um yeah I, I'm just I'm just glad that we have a basis of how powerful flash is and it just it makes me excited to see where this is going to go okay. um, because you know how do you keep escalating your bad guys and you know nullify those advances that Flash has made? So I'm really curious to see what the writers do with it. I like it, man. I think it's good. I'm uh, I'm excited to see it as well. I think that we've been introduced to uh, a version of all of these characters at a level we've been clamoring for for some time now. So I'm hoping that this is not just the setup for a great crossover, but the setup for a great season. And uh, yeah, like I said, I'm hopeful that that's exactly what we're going to be dealing with. Hey, we want to do something a little bit different this season. If you've got thoughts while you're actively watching the show, use the hashtag Flash TV Talk. We'll be monitoring those to read some of your tweets in future episodes. So again, as you're watching, whether you're binge watching, whether you're going back and if you're, you know, if you're watching live, awesome. Or if you're watching the next day, whenever it may be, just use the hashtag Flash TV Talk. And we'll be pulling directly from those to uh, read your feedback here on the show. So let's try that this season and see how it works out. want to encourage you to head over to iTunes, write us a review. You can find us there. TV Talk is the name of the podcast. It goes a long way to help the show. And also, if you're able to help the show financially, head over to patreon.com slash TV Talk. Uh, your support there is why we're able to do what we do here. You can follow us, TV Talk FM, on the Twitters. You can also find all of our information and more at tvtalk.fm. Bell, I think that is going to do it for us for today, but don't worry. Season 8 is back, and we will be back in a flash. And see.
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.